Welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We've got our mid-season review. We are we're actually we're over halfway, but uh, we figured the origin period was uh, as good a time as any to to really take stock of things and uh, you know appreciate our triumphs and wallow in our lows. So I'm joined by uh, Daniel and Mooney. As always, boys, how are we going? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Very good, Bermo. That's very good, yeah. uh, interesting um, going over the teams over the last couple of weeks. Yes, yeah, it could it could be a very humbling experience. Just quickly before we get started, though, I just want to if you enjoy our content, I'll be shocked if you do. But uh, if you can like, comment, subscribe on basically on all our platforms, that'd be good. Just uh, get a bit of traction going and all that sort of jazz. So that'd be very very handy. Um, but boys, uh, let's get into it. We've got uh, Origin on a Sunday again. Um, let's start there. Uh, I want to get your boys' thoughts on uh, going into Origin. So for Queensland, I'll give you I'll give you the team list and I'll get your reactions. So we've got the absolute schnack. Reese Walsh makes his uh, makes his debut. Val Holmes goes back to the wing. Curdy Capewell, for some reason, gets picked at centre again. Uh, Origin Gags is there. Felt again for some reason he must have nude photos of Paul Green. Keeps his spot on the wing. Uh, Cam Munster, the Prez. Um, He's back in at six. Hopefully, uh, Liam Martin doesn't try to attack his legs again with his ribs. Uh, Ches in at seven. Welsh uh, at prop. McCulloch, for some reason, gets brought back uh, in at hooker. Uh, Josh Papali'i back at prop, thank God. Uh, Jairo in the second row. Felice Cafuzzi, second row. Tino at lock. Benny Hunt on the interchange. Moaki Fodawaka. Uh, Dave Fafida. Uh, and Frankie Molo, again. A uh, lot, of, lot of Cowboys picked. Uh, Cohen Hess, Ronaldo Molotalo round out the squad. Um, and then uh, for the Blues, Tedesco, To'o, Latrell Mitchell, Turbo Tommy, uh, Josh Adokar, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary. That back line's exactly the same. Uh, Daniel Saifidi, Cookie, Paulo, uh, Murray, Sims, and Isaiah Yo. Uh, on the bench is Jack Whiten, Angus Crichton, Payne Haas, Liam Martin, uh, Appy Corusau, Campbell Graham, Dale Finucan there in the reserves. Uh, Mooney, how do you see this one playing out, mate? Give us your thoughts on both teams. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I'll start off with um, the Blues there just because, you know, why not? Um, I really, Obviously, they've kept very similar team, the inclusions of what, Crichton, um, Finucan into the squad there as well. Um, you know, I think everyone could see the inclusion of Crichton straight into this. Um, Imagine squad. that you beat Queensland by fifty, <laughs> and then you bring in. Oh shit! We'll bring in Angus Crichton. Next week. <laughs> Beauty. Yeah, no, we've got a red hot, uh, red hot team. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I reckon it's gonna be a cracking game. Um, you know, <laughs> looking at this Queensland team, but read a lot on social media about, um, you know, a lot of Queenslanders aren't happy with it. Or a lot of people are dumbfounded by some of the picks in there as well. Um, and I must admit, I am too with it. With I might a have given of, it away with my intros as well. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's very apparent. Um, Kurt Catewell should not be in the centres, but look, I think that they'll bring they'll bring a different game. Um, to you know, it's a home game in, in Queensland. You know, Suncorp. Um, they typically play a lot better there. Um, well, the I home think game last time we got pumped. No, it's not meant. To. It's mutual. Apparently, I've got my air quotation <laughs> marks. It's mutual. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, air quotations don't go too well with the old audio content. But fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, I think it'll be. 90% um, Queensland fans there. Oh, I think it'll be a good game. It'll be a cracking game. I still see New South Wales winning, though, by, I reckon, eight. Uh, eight, eight oh, points. You're going to say 80. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assumed 80. Was I, was I thought it was going to be an 80, yeah. Point <laughs> a minute. Re- that's for the clock. They've probably done their homework a little more and shutting down people like Turbo and Latrell, who were so dominant in the first game as well. Even Cleary towards the back end of that game, he was very dominant running um, 
running wild through the middle there. So I think he was dominant from the front end of the game as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, how do you like? How do you stop him? Really? Like it's Latrell, uh, Teddy, and Turbo just putting on an absolute clinic. And then how do you stop like Cleary's kicking game as well? Like it's it's pretty much the same team as you know the game one. But like they they've gotten stronger with Crichton being a good addition to the squad, so I I really don't see him scoring less than thirty points considering Queensland's team as well. Uh, it's yeah, pretty much going to be a route I'd, I'd imagine. But that's that's what we expected last year as well, and that didn't happen. So I low key want to sum it up this way: New South Wales beat Queensland by fifty. Queensland team Queensland's team got worse. New South Wales's team got better. Yeah, <laughs> there was already a fifty point gap that is now on paper widened. But Every time I, I get my hopes up, we lose. So yeah, you know, I've had my hopes say. up for the last like ten years. So um, yeah. it's not it's I, not been great for us. <laughs> I, I think I think Suncorp maybe gives us a maybe a ten point swing, so we only get done by forty or thirty odd. <laughs> <laughs> but I think oh, yeah, the, the addition of Walsh for for Queensland, like at least they, he's going to bring a bit of spark and a bit of um, a little bit of something really to this squad. Uh, Holmes is quite. Yeah, a bit of sex appeal, exactly. Yeah. Holmes was pretty quiet at fullback for, for Queensland, mainly because they were getting pumped. But at the same time, Walsh can kind of put it on pretty quickly. So he he might bring a few extra points, but, geez, it's it's tough to put him in that kind of position as an 18-year-old coming off the back of a couple of games. Like, geez, they're, they're obviously expecting him to win the game, but it's a, a huge ask. So I can't see him going absolutely massive, personally. I reckon they're going to... They're gonna... You know they're going to hit him hard. It's it's origin. Like the tempo's up. They're going to hit him harder than what he is oh, yeah. at club did level. You, so the thing that worries me as well. I don't know if you boys watched. The, oh, actually, no, we did. We just talked about this, buddy, two days ago. The games on the weekend. Reese Walsh really, really struggled under the high ball. Tommy Turbo was coming through on attacking high ball kicks and plucking it out of the air against Jaden Campbell. Jaden Campbell's yep. about a million feet taller than what Reese Walsh is. I, I can see Turbo doing that, buddy, the old up and under from Cleary, pinching it out of the air and going straight under off a, yeah. off a midfield bomb or something like that. I reckon, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon, yeah, I reckon Walsh could be in for a, I don't know if he goes by Walsh, I've decided he does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he could be in for a tough one in that regard and just to, to get to get berthed in the Origin Arena after, after getting done by 50, it, it, it's going to be a tough old ask. Yeah, also, the, the inclusion of McCulloch at nine, obviously Harry Grant's out injured, but that's really where they actually looked dangerous, Queensland, was around the ruck, out of dummy half, Grant actually making a bit of space in behind to play the ball. It, without him there, McCulloch barely makes 20 metres a game out of dummy half. Like, I, I honestly don't see them getting on the front foot too quickly from quick play the balls. McCulloch's not that kind of player. I was expecting Ben Hunt to get the start and McCulloch to yeah. be off the bench or something like that, but Paul Green's opted for just straight-up defence through the middle, and I, that's not what you want against the Blues. You don't want to be oh. sitting on the back foot and defending all day. That's exactly what I reckon his inclusion is for, though. It's to to plug the defensive gap. He'll tackle for, you know, 40 minutes maybe, and then they'll bring Ben Hunt on for a, a tight defensive line to actually get a bit of run into the legs and hopefully find a few gaps here and there. Um, so I, I think that that's what, oh, that's what I think that the, the thought was there with Ben Hunt on the bench and Andrew yeah. McCulloch. Because when ben, Hunt, when ben Hunt gets tired, he gets lazy. And you can't really do that at state of origin level, especially with how good New South Wales are. So, um, yeah, that's that's at the same time. They what Daniel Safidi scored under the post. That was one try through the middle. The rest was straight through Capewell. Like yeah, I was just thinking, (laughs) it's not like Harry Grant was a bad defender. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not like adding McCulloch. I mean, <laughs> McCulloch, McCulloch moves uh, in slow-mo for, for the wrong reasons to it. You know, as I said it earlier, Walsh moves in Baywatch time. Uh, McCulloch's just slow. 
So, <laughs> for mine, it, it could be a very tough evening. Yeah. And, I mean, other than, I mean, we are we far outweigh New South Wales in terms of sex appeal by adding Josh Papali'i to the pack and having <laughs> Reece Walsh out the back. I mean, that that's a sexy team, but it's not a, it's not a team that can beat New South Wales, I don't think. What do you boys reckon? What, what, what would you? What, what's your predictions? So, many you reckon what? New South Wales by eight? Yep. What do you uh, reckon, New, New South Wales by thirty. Uh, I, I'm a Queenslander, so I'm gonna say Queensland by a million. Uh, <laughs> seems pretty accurate to me. But gun, gun to my head, New South Wales get the chockies and they do it comfortably. I hope so. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, but yeah. All right, now let's let's talk things fantasy. Who do you reckon top scores fantasy wise? Can you see a turbo route, or is someone else going to take his uh, take his mantle? Moon, what do you think? Um, look, I've got two people on my base paper. I'm just I'll narrow it down. I think Nathan Cleary is going to be he's just a weapon. He hasn't really been um been handled real well this year in in club level. He just seems to do what what he wants all to, all the time. Um. So I think that he's going to do it again. And, you know, with people like um, Latrell and Turbo being so dominant the first uh, the first game, I think that they're going to sort of focus, you know, maybe on those two. But, you know, I think that they forget how, oh, I mean, I seem to, I think that Cleary is surely he's due for a bad game, right? And he just keeps on performing. So I think Nathan Cleary is going to score a million points. <laughs> he's here. been due for a bad game for the last two years, mate. He has, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so you're so you're saying Cleary and Turbo are going to are going to be. I'm saying Cleary. Cleary is my number yeah. one. Teddy was my number two. I thought that uh, he was. Oh, okay. He he was he was good. Um, game one, I just didn't think he was as dominant as he normally is because I suppose they had you know three fullbacks in there who all did fullback sort of things, line breaks left, right, and center. So I think that Teddy's also going to step up his game a little bit. He's so a little that'd bit be my two. Man, isn't he? Teddy. Teddy's well, kind yeah. of like that, that afterthought, given what Latrell and Tommy and and Nathan do. It's, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, James Tedesco, the reigning buddy, ridiculous player of the year, is still there. Yep. And he's, he's an afterthought. And he's, he's playing pretty well at, like, reasonably well at club level. Get him around blokes who are, you know, they've got a f- proper fit team of absolute weapons. Let's see what he can do. He's going to be gone, I think. So Reigning ridiculous player of the year isn't a real, real award. I just couldn't think of what Teddy's done recently. No, that sounds about right. Yeah, either Checks way, he's out. normally very good. Uh, Daniel, what do you reckon, mate? Who's top scoring? Uh, I reckon Toe's in for a hat trick here. I reckon that the focus on you know trying to stop Turbo and trying to trying to stop Latrell is gonna you know give uh, Toe a bit more space. And mate, he's, he still made 180 odd run meters in game one. He could make a you know 200 plus in this game. So yeah, I think Toe's gonna run for like 250 meters and yeah, score a hat trick. So tackle break central, in. exactly. As well. You're all wrong because it's gonna be Christian Welsh with a hat trick and he's gonna top score. <laughs> Accurate Pure as always. Speed. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I reckon the general consensus is it's going to be New South Wales by how much, and basically anyone from that back line to score a ton. Yeah, pretty general, safe. That, that pretty fair to say? Yep. Yeah. Now, boys, we're going to have to do something humbling here. We're going to have to take stock of where we're at uh, in terms of our fantasy seasons at all. Let's, uh, let's, let's prove why, why we are the fantasy footy brains here. Daniel, why don't you get a starter, mate? What is your current rank? Yeah, so my current rank, I'm sitting at uh, 371st currently. So, I feel like there should be some more digits in that rank. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, three, three, <laughs> only the three. Um, pretty we're happy we're with that. A lot higher we're. than I've normally finished. So, uh, yeah, very happy for how this season pans out. Mooney, what about yourself? 
oh yeah, I'm at 370th. I'm just yeah, just in front of him. How convenient. Better that info. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm at 6,722. Um, yep. Yeah, a bit of a, a rough old year for me. I've had a few few slip ups, but you know we'll talk about them in a minute. Hey. Yeah, happy to. Uh, look, I'm not even going to mention where the pod squad's at. We are so far in your boys' rearview mirror; it's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> well, that's uh, what happens when you decide to just go pods for a. Season. All right, we're building. We're building for next year, mate. <laughs> we're, we're building for next year, mate. Don't worry about us. Don't you worry about us. We're building for next year. Um, where were you? Where were you uh, round one though? Were you guys feeling as confident round one? Because obviously you, you're both contenders now in the in the top sort of echelon. Where were you? Were you feeling this confident oh, round one, Daniel? Not not at all. I was sitting around the eleven point five k mark. I think I only scored like a nine hundred round one. So I was I was very worried for how the season was going to pan out. But uh, yeah, a couple of pretty. Pretty shit picks, to be honest. Um, really hurt me. We'll get into those. We'll get into yeah. those. The first five rounds really, really hurt. And I was burning through the trades early on to try to fix my team. So, uh, yeah, started very, very wide. Yeah. What about yourself, Moon? Yeah, look, I was Have very comfortable with my team. Um, oh, yeah, by a lot, considering I played without a captain round one. I was going to say, <laughs> tell the people, tell the people <laughs> you're, you're, you're blue. Yeah, yeah let's start with um, just some excuses there. No, look, I round, after round one was 32,996. So I've come a long way. Um, you know, it shows how much having a captain helps. Um, yeah. So, no, I was pretty comfortable with my team looking back at it. Um, a few dumb picks, but, you know, you get that in every team. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've got a shitload in my team. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy, I re- yeah, I reckon I've got more dumb picks than you boys combined. Um, but wait, let's not talk about me. Um, <laughs> let's get on to some stinkers that we've had. Um, now, I'm sure you boys have thought of some, but I, I've I've thought of some on your behalfs as well. And I just want to see where our early or uh, our early bullish chat where where we ended up. Now, Mooney. To start the year, mate, there was there was two uh, two gentlemen that you were very very high on. Both uh, got both my head in my eight. hands. I'm... <laughs> both very injury prone. Five eights. Now let's talk about let's talk about let's get it out of the way. Anthony Milford did did he achieve the four hundred k price rise that you so boldly predicted at the start of the year? Oh, no, <laughs> no. Um, turns out he was proper shit and lost his job. So. Um... Yeah, that was that put a put a halt in the money making. He was doing all right, to be fair. His scoring wasn't terrible. Um, he did have a few, a couple of bad rounds, which most players do. Um, but that that was just fine. He just, you know, wasn't playing well, but was still somehow. It was getting all the kick meters, so he was actually making decent scores. So, um, I think if he kept his spot for the rest of the year, he doesn't make four hundred k, but he makes a little bit more than what he has. I think he made. Hundred. You're trying maybe. to justify it right to the end, don't you? I am justifying by it. And the next bloke you're gonna you're gonna throw me under the bus about, I stand by as well. He's a weapon. Say uh, his no. name. Say his name. Matthew Moylan. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Moylan. Has, he has made just shy of hundred k. He's only just started coming down in price rises. He's he played every bloody week. Uh, <laughs> played every week. He's only just made hundred k. <laughs> yep. No, no, it's good. I stand by that too. <laughs> um, oh, Living and dying by the sword, aren't you? He actually, look, Matt, Matt Moylan wasn't terrible. I think if you sold him, what was it, like three or four weeks ago where he peaked, it wasn't terrible um, option, but definitely not the, the That's best. That's the kind of advice you can expect from this show. Not terrible. Not terrible. We might not win you the round. We might not make you the envy of your friends, but we're not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't right. move on. Let's get out of this. No, <laughs> hey, hey, that's all right. You know what? That's all right, Moon. You, 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 you kind of admitted they were mistakes, and you absolutely didn't back down. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> uh, Daniel. Let's get into let's get into some of your oh, uh, to some of your. Let's get specific. Uh, now, <laughs> you were you were bullish early, and and you you kept on swinging. Jimmy Roberts, where where do you land on the Jimmy Roberts chat now, mate? Do you admit that perhaps it might have been a mistake? Uh, yeah. Look, he uh he didn't fall exactly where I wanted him to fall. Um, yeah. Look, I can't Over even try like an excuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's having a sideline a lot. <laughs> I'm struggling to come up with an excuse for him. Yeah, he was pretty pretty poor. Um, I honestly thought less tackle bust from him, more more run meters and tries, but yeah, nothing really came for him. And the Tigers have been pretty poor in general, which hasn't helped either. Same with Milford, right? Like the, the Broncos, you can't really score points in a team that's underperforming. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose it was. it's going to be tough for anyone in that sort of system, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and same, same sort of story with Milford, though, is that they're not exactly set up for, to thrive given the culture of the clubs at the minute. So it was always yeah. going to be a tough old... Which I suppose is something in fantasy you can't really account for. I mean, like, I, mean, I, suppose, I suppose with Penrith and Melbourne, they're always a pretty safe bet. You can kind of get players from there, and they're always going to be relatively you know, sort of safe bets, but yeah, it's tough. Um, boys, let's talk through some failures that pretty much everyone had. Uh, Corey Allen early. I'm pretty sure we were all pretty bullish on Corey Allen, right? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have him, but you know. Oh, sorry. Hang on just oh, quickly. I just, I just, I just want to, oh. I want to reverse one. Someone that Daniel wasn't high on, but then did prove to be wrong just quickly. Because Mooney, I gave you shit for two. I want to give Daniel shit for a second. <laughs> Latrell Mitchell. Not yeah. <laughs> going to be inconsistent, not going to do this, not going to do that. Where do you land on Latrell now, Daniel? Yeah, mate, I ate my words immediately. I picked him up round two, I think. Yeah, <laughs> like First trade I made. Um, yeah, got him in the team and wasn't upset after that. Yeah. Um, now, all right, let, let, let's get less specific. Let's get broader. The, the general fantasy community, we all got our hearts broken over a few different guys. Let's. I've had my heart broken by a few different men in my time, but uh, these ones hurt. Uh, Corey Allen, as I was saying earlier, Mooney, give give me your thoughts first because a lot of people had him, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people picked him to be, you know, he was he was good at Souths, and you know, we've I kind of thought, you know, I, I wasn't completely off him. I didn't see this happening, but you know, people thought he was going to bring his form into this Bulldogs team and be, you know, a, a great player and be gun at fullback. Um, and he was reasonably cheap. Um, as well, I think he actually might have been around the oh, mid three hundreds to four hundred k. He was he was low fours when when he when he first came yeah. up, and he was coming off a big old Origin series too. So yeah, yeah. So he was tempting, um, and you know, it's come off the form of his life sort of thing uh, out of the South System. But you know, just came into that dogs team, and it kind of just it killed him a lot. Uh, and you see that a lot. You know, we've seen it with Kyle Flanagan as well this year. He was a weapon last year in fantasy, um, averaging mid fifties. Um, and worth about 750k. He's gone into this dogs team and just hasn't been able to produce anything fantasy wise. So I think it was much the same for Corey Allen, and a lot of people jump ship very quickly, including you two fellas, from what I understand. Yep. A uh, little less quickly than I'd like to admit, but I did eventually <laughs> jump ship. Yeah, um, the Allen to the Allen to Mitchell, Latrell Mitchell trade was uh, quite popular around too. They were almost the same price, weren't they? Yeah, just about. I, I think that, Latrell was yeah. a little bit more, but yeah. But I suppose it comes back to that that poor club culture as well. The doggies in those early, but they they you know they've shown a bit of fight lately. But again, same sort of thing as as the Jimmy Roberts and the and the Milford and all that sort of stuff. Playing for a a club with a bit of a rudderless club is always going to be tough, is it not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, I want to get your thoughts on Jordan Ricky as well, Daniel. Pretty Ricky. We were all pretty bullish on him, and he showed the odd sign here or there, but what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, look, he actually looked pretty good early on. I know he had that poor score round one, but then round two, three, four, he kind of, you know, strung a few good scores together. I think round two was a big one, um, scored 70-plus or something like that, and then he kind of scored a few mid-40s, and he looked like he was set for a few price rises and then just kind of fell off the rails, didn't get the minutes, um, was getting some pretty poor scores, started from the bench a couple of games, and, yeah, just got dropped in the end, eh? So, uh, yeah, I think it's not all his fault. I, I know that a lot of the a lot of the times he wasn't really getting early ball and he wasn't really getting much of the ball either in a lot of these games. Uh, when you look at his stats, a lot of them were just tackles and not really any run meters. So he barely had any runs each game. So um, I, I wouldn't blame it solely on him. I think it's kind of the team around him that hurt him a bit more as well. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair shout. Again, poor club culture. It's it's always going to be tough. And I think, I think we're going to notice a trend here as we go through this review. If your cash cows and your cheapies are coming from clubs in turmoil, it's going to be a bad time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, now, uh, other cheapies that uh, that we had as uh, that we had as flops, boys. Is there anyone else that comes to mind? I know we obviously there's a big one. It's a contentious one, and we may as well get started on it. But uh, it, it's Tino, boys. It's Tino. Mooney, what do you reckon about Tino? Are you still a Tino? Were you avoiding him because Dan- Daniel Daniel gave me the impression that he he might have come come around to Tino again. What do you what do you reckon? <laughs> no, I'm still off him. He's uh he's killing me. Um, his scores Looks last good, though, he? Him, he does look good, and yeah. it's a tra- it's a trap. <laughs> I yeah. hate it. It's a big old trap. <laughs> um, no, look, he sort of looking at his stats. Now let's go back to Tino. Here we go. He's finally in the positives for cash made as well, um, you know, which is what I wasn't on in round <laughs> one. It only took him four months. <laughs> yep. Oh, I, I wasn't on him round one, so I burnt a trade bringing him in, which hurts even more, and then getting rid of him. So for the round, let's go to the first nine rounds, he has two scores over 40, which is ridiculous. Yep. Two scores, one of 80 and one of 45. So, you know, and he was good for a missed tackle. So that round four score where he scored 80, He's, he he missed three tackles and st- his missed tackle count is ridiculous. That, um, that was against that a lot the Durs. That was against the Durs, though, right? Am, am I, am I yeah, correct? it was. It's yeah. pretty easy to get a big score against the Durs this year, I would have thought. Hey, hey, oh, hey, yeah, hey yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, tackle breaks. Apparently, we can't tackle. So, now look, you look at this missed tackle count. He's lost seventy points for this whole year in missed tackles alone. And then you bring in his errors. He's made eleven errors all year. So his demerits were really killing him. He's had a symbian as well. So. You know, and six penalties, only six. That's pretty good for him, actually. Um, but looking at his last five scores, he's got a 50, a 69, nice, a 46, nice. a 61, and a 55. So I can see oh, have how you like he talked into yourself into it. Have you like he talked <laughs> yourself into it a little bit? Oh, yes. <laughs> a little bit, but I will not. Go on, Daniel. Go, go on, Daniel. Talk, talk him into the trap even more. Talk him yeah, so it. this is what I was talking about, Lockie. He's, he was poor. You know, the first 10 rounds, he's looked very poor. But, geez, the last couple of rounds, he's looked good. Um, averaging around the 70, oh, 65 to 70-minute mark. And, yeah, definitely getting a lot more tackle busts than missed tackles, which is ideal. Yeah, look, if... I'm not gonna. I refuse. I don't want to support one way or the other, but he's just, oh, he's broken my heart. It's genuine. I did the same as you, man. I brought, I burnt a trade on him, brought him <laughs> in, and then sacked him like literally a week later or something. I was like, what's he doing? 
Oh, it's a killer. I reckon we brought him in the same round too. We had our high, our, uh, yeah. our Daniel talked high. us into it. Daniel talked us into it. I was so yeah, bullish I, because of Daniel. I had FOMO. I had massive FOMO. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I thought he was going to go huge and then he just, just didn't. Yeah. The, um, the, there's, there's, uh, there's another one I want to talk about. It's his, it's his Titans teammate, AJ Brimson. Now, again, injury interrupted season. But uh, I was high on him, and for 500k, I thought he was on one of the better ends of the uh, of the sort of like the the high caliber fullbacks. But he just didn't deliver. What did you think, Daniel? Did you ever have Brimo? No, I I didn't go near him. Honestly, I was um, skeptical in the first place. I saw that he had uh, he was struggling a little bit, but he did have that um, end of the season that was quite good before he got injured. So. Mm. Um, I was hopeful that he'd be good, but I wanted to see him come off the back of that injury and have a few good rounds before I picked him up. And yeah, he just didn't perform. So I didn't end up getting him, went Latrell instead. So uh, lucky I avoided one there, but I know a, a, a couple of you boys, didn't you start with him? Someone started with him. I started with him. I had him round yeah. one. There you go. Three of us did. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, ouch. Um, yeah, Mooney, what did you reckon, mate? Have you... Have you swung around on him? Are you just going to stay away for SEA? You're not going to even look at him again? No. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, if uh, I'm I'm curious to see if they make the switch with him to six. If um, he is. Okay. Well, if, if they move Brimo to six and Campbell retains that fullback spot, it might be interesting to see how he goes. He'll get his hands I would love that. a bit more. I was talking to a mate of mine, and yeah. I 100% agree with you. I would absolutely love for Brimo to go to six, because that's where he started his career. He made his debut at six. Yeah, it'll it'll be very interesting to see how the Titans go. I don't think long-term Ash Taylor's going to be in that team. So, yeah. No. I mean, he's off contract at the end of this year, I think. Um, so Yeah, not going to be off yeah. a new one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think thing. you're better off making the change now. If Campbell's going to be there as your fullback or if Brimson's going to be there as your fullback, they'll make that decision post-Origin and they'll probably stick with it into next year as well. But I, I think like Campbell needs to be there. He looks very good. He looks like he's going to score points. And against the, the Manly team, um, he looked very good that first half. Uh, just, yeah, second half, they got absolutely smashed. But yeah, that's that's my opinion. Yeah, I agree, actually. Jaden Campbell looks really good, so I, I, I like him at fullback. Not that I don't like AJ Brimson at fullback. He's red hot, but I think it's more of a Campbell v. Ash Taylor. Ash Taylor looks shit, so um, he, he does like he's going to add anything and it's good for a missed tackle. He's um, got a nice little short kicking game, but that's about it. Yeah. So does so does Jaden Campbell. He had two tries this last week with short kicks, so I think this kid's going to be a, a weapon. So it's good, yeah. to, good to see him actually um, get into yeah, the first grade squad for a few weeks. Yeah. He didn't um, have a he didn't have a contract going into no the start of no the year he he made his interest Super Cup debut this year he only yeah. played oh, yeah, uh, right. I, I think that's what they call Q Cup now but yeah he he played Q Cup he made his debut for Q Cup and NRL in the same year yeah. and he's twenty one like like he just kept getting you know he kept getting knocked back knocked back but he just sort of yeah just kept finding a way to to keep turning up for teams it was awesome good very Good-feel. cool story yeah hundred percent. Uh, now, on that note, are there any other failures that you boys can think of? I, mean, I, might, I might go to you, mate. Is there any any others that you that you want to confess to that you <sighs> that you just got wrong? Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, a couple. So, first of all, I think we all got wrong testing you. Um, mm. Look, <laughs> I thought he made a bit more cash in this, but he only made eighty six k. He lost sixteen k last week, so he made you know a hundred or so. Wasn't as much as I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be pretty good. Looks good at center um, when he. You know, got the time there, just got dropped it again. You know, this Broncos culture. Um, so that was a bit of a rough one. But my individual ones, um, I had Lockie Lamb to start the year, and I was very high, and I thought he was going to do similar to what Carl Flanagan did last year. 
and he just didn't. Um, and it really hurts to see it become good now. Because um, yeah, I, I, still... I just brought him in. I was going to say yeah. him for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I remember you talking to me about that because I really liked it. He, he looks good. Um, watching him, he's really controlling the game a little bit, um, with especially with young Sam Walker next to him. So he's doing a bit of the kick, a bit more of the kicking because you know Luke here is not there. That experienced half, Lucky Lambs had to step up. He's now the experienced half, so uh, he's doing a little bit more. So that was a, a bit of a flop that I had to start the year, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, this it just hurts talking about this, really. Um, <laughs> Jack Kozewski, I started the year with him thinking, oh, yeah, second row. He's based on price. He should play there for a little while. Um, his you know, spot's surely set. You know, There's a couple of pl- people who might take his spot, but um, you know, he play, always played pretty well when I watched him. And, and he came in, played ordinary, and then got injured. So that was great. That was an easy one to get rid of. Um, they're probably the two biggest flops that I that I actually had. Um, Sean O'Sullivan, I brought in mid-year and I brought him in just as he started being shit. So that was great as well. <laughs> I think I'm guilty of that as well, Moon. I was, yeah. was going to talk about that. Yeah, I'll let you finish then. I'll go through my name. Um, do you want me to... The predictions before before the year, do you want me to talk about them as well or I'll leave that to yeah, later? Yeah, why not, mate? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, okay. in, let's get into them now. Right. So the man we've ta- I've talked about the last few weeks, and that owned up to this on the last pod. But um, Brian Kelly was the big one. I thought he was going to be huge. It was big on a few centres actually, and they just haven't performed. Brian Kelly has just been ordinary. He's um, what averaging thirties ish, I think. Brian Kelly. He's just not doing as much as I thought he was going to be. He was a bit of a ball hog last year, which was great for fantasy. Um, did never never pass it to Philip Sammy, and while he's doing that this year as well, he's also doing nothing with it. So that's sick. Um, Bradman Best I thought he was going to be a key percenter come the end of the year and you know while he's lost 184k um, he's averaging 35 points which doesn't look bad but you know I think he's he's gone from scores down in the you know 20s to you know a couple of scores in the teens to you know some high scores in the 40s to 60s he's been very inconsistent I thought he was going to be 40s all year no dramas at all um yeah, that's that's been a little bit disappointing. But you know, if he actually no, he's out for six to eight. So yeah, no point even bringing him in. But otherwise, yeah. they were probably my biggest. Um, I'm going to level with flops. you, man. That, that's yeah. a shitload more mistakes than I had in my run sheet for you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> honestly, fair. you you could have gotten away with a lot of those. <laughs> that uh, that Bradman best pick isn't terrible. I think his poor form came about when Pierce got injured, so it's not. And Ponga was out, and there's a whole bunch of issues with the Knights team, so uh, not a bad Ooh. shout. But yeah, needs some good players around him to give him good ball. It was more after he got injured for the first time. So he won it two, oh, forty five and sixty two, and then he didn't play till round six, and then he started his string of you know twenties to thirties, where he got twenty nine, one score for forty until round twelve. So I think that injury really did him in at the start of the year, unfortunately. Um, but look, oh, well, you live and you learn. The, the other bloke who I also talked to you into, Tom, uh, Nathan Brown. So at the back end of last year, oh, I maybe it was Daniel, but the back end of last year. Into it, I think. Yeah. I had him round one. Same. I was huge on him. The back end of last year, I thought he was he was playing, you know, 70 minutes, 65 to 70 minutes and was scoring almost a point a minute. Um, he was looking red hot. But this year he's come in, it's become more of a... No. <laughs> this year he's come in, it's become a ball-playing lock and it's just shit me because, you know, that's not what he was last year and he looks better just running through people. So, you know, I thought he was going to do more of that. But I'm going to tell you how much he's lost anyway. He's down right. 190k. Oh well, lucky we jumped ship early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was good. I got him when he was seven hundred and thirty k, 
and he's now at 544. So that's really Well, you good. know what? I thought that was a steal. You know what? Just while we're on, just while we're on you, can you let the people know who you talked me out of, who I was really high on, but you talked me out of? He's now making his Queensland debut. Who did you talk me out of, Moon? Debut for Queensland. Uh, uh, does, it, does it ring a bell? Really a bell, sexy. Eh? Moves in slow-mo. Loves to get run down by blokes who should not be running him down. I'm not playing for Queensland, mate. You're a dog. <laughs> you are slow. I'll give you that. Yeah. Reese Walsh. No, I did talk yeah. about a Reese Walsh because I thought he was going to come off the bench and I thought that was a big old trap as well. You know, how can Apologize. you drop RTS? He was going to be playing 20 to Apologize. 30 Apologise to me in front of the people. No, you know what? I, I justify. I reckon that is justifiable. Mermo, you should have come to me, mate. I picked him up that week. Oh, bloody, I, sh- I honestly... You know what, Daniel? Next time, I'm, 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 hitching, I'm hitching myself to you next time. Bloody hell. No, give you know, take advice for the bloke who's in the top 7,000, whereas the bloke who's in the top 400. I reckon go to the bloke who's coming in the top 7,000 here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a way to go. It's a bigger number. It is a bigger number. <laughs> Fair enough. Daniel, uh, let's get on to – I don't know if you've got any given, given where you're sitting, but well, what failures have you got, mate, that we haven't spoken about? Yeah, you've touched on most of the ones we had from round one, but I had some real shockers feeling FOMO through the first uh, 10 rounds. I oh, picked excited. up uh, Joe O round two as well, alongside Latrell Mitchell, and traded him out round four uh, pretty quickly after he had a few pretty bad scores and then got dropped to the bench. So he was in and out quite quickly. That's Same on me, though. That's on me. He was my he yep. was my bold prediction. I, there you go. I'll apologize. That's that's on me, and I'm sorry. You did talk that's him up. about Joe O. Yeah, <laughs> hurt a lot of people. He's actually he did come good again for a little bit when he was at lock, and then immediately burnt everyone. And he's been pretty pretty shit for the last couple of weeks. Um, Sean O'Sullivan, yeah, we touched on him. Uh, ben Hampton picked him up as well. Uh, round six, I think it was, got Torn two scores Peck, out of though. him. Tory's Peck, yeah, yeah, but it's still a, it's still two wasted trades for like fifty k, if that. So uh, yeah, pretty yeah. annoyed with that one. And then the biggest it's one, justifiable. Uh, I thought that he was going to be a weapon. He was a key percent yeah. of the way he was playing. So I, I feel like a lot of coaches made yeah, that. Yeah, he was he was fifties for fun. Well, he was a better shout than Tessie knew for a while. Yeah, really. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, but the biggest one was uh, Jake Simpkin. Jumped on him late. Uh, just mm-hmm. the chat around him being the next big hooker playing 80 for the for the Tigers, getting the new contract and everything. And then they offered Little a new contract. And he's now playing 80 for the Tigers. And Simpkin got dropped. So, yep. Cheers, Jake. Um, I'll take your two scores <laughs> for round eight and nine. Yeah. It's just a, a, a frustrating one, that one. Because especially coming into, like, the first uh, buy round, I was trying to set up, like, good trades so that I would have a team for that first buy round. And, yeah. Didn't help me. I, I want to talk through my failures. Yeah. And you boys and you boys are allowed to hose me on this because I I was very bullish in draft and fantasy and I was strong armed into a trade. <laughs> <laughs> I still I still classify him as the goat. <laughs> it's not his fault he plays for a shit club. Caleb Akins. It was not my finest hour, and I was very high on him. So if you got it, if you got on him with me, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I can say is I'm sorry. He didn't play much, and when he did play, he was rubbish. <laughs> I, think, I think he had a top score of I think maybe forty. He he hit one forty maybe. I reckon he hit a fifty one week. I I don't think he did. <laughs> I can I can confirm for you. Hang on. I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> he averaged 35. He's still owned by 0.6% of teams. So if you're out there and you own Caleb Akins, good on you. Yeah, um, his, uh, 
No, we did try did, to talk you out of it, didn't we? He I did feel not. Like we... His top score was oh, no. His top score was fifty-one against the dogs. You're spot on. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I couldn't be told. Uh, I was just so high on Caleb Akins, and he was uh, he let me down. Um, I will also say, and I'll admit, I brought in Zach Sini. He was in for one week. Go on next. <laughs> it's okay. There's a lot of brought, teams that did that. I brought, I brought him in after he got 50 on on debut. He then got negative one and he was gone the next week. <laughs> oh, you should have seen the numbers around trade-ins and trade-outs trade yeah. for Zach Sini. It was great to watch not having picked him up. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it hurt. Um, the other one I regret is Jacob Little. I should have held him. It is what it is. I think a yes. lot of people were in that boat. Um, I had Gajewski as well, Moon. I had I was bullish on Joe. Stefano shit the bed for me in a big way. Uh, Uto Kamanu, I had him. I was relatively bullish. Oh, uh, did you get rid of him early? He actually made a decent amount of cash, Stefano. Yeah, I've, he's still in my team, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get rid of him. That was a struggle. I kept thinking he was going to... I was like, yeah, he'll be all right. And then the other one that I really thought was going to be okay, and this one still hurts, is Sean Bloor. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, because <laughs> I, think, I think Moody and I kind of convinced each other that it was going to be all right. Yep. And, uh, and boy, was it not all right. <laughs> well, it's the ticks. The ticks suck, and he could surely slot onto one of the edges, right? Yeah. No, apparently yeah. not. <laughs> nah, Lukey Garner's doing bits, man. <laughs> Uh, um, the other one that hurts, and it's in the midst of hurting, but could still turn around. Another one of a Mooney and Tom concoction. Uh, Jason Taumalolo. Uh Two fifties, two thirties. It's uh, it's tough, but uh, we'll see how we go. Um, now, boys, here's something we can uh, we can all let's not relive any more of our our past transgressions. Let's let's get around something that we can all really really enjoy here. Our producer, the man that we allowed speaking time <laughs> for some reason. He's our break glass in case of emergency. No one else can get on the pod. Sammy D. He had his five minutes of airtime, and boy, did he abuse it. And he abused the <laughs> listeners as well. Let's talk through, let's talk through some of his hits. I want, I want to talk through. Let's get, let's get to Hudson Young first. Hudson Young. He did, he, in his defense. He did bits. He did bits for a solid three weeks, roughly. Yep. Hudson Young. I want to. We can all agree it wasn't horrendous, but it wasn't a great shout. He's down thirty k overall in the year. What do you boys think? To be to be fair, he made a decent amount of cash early on. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you sold him, you know, around the around seven, around eight period would have been fine. But yeah, if you held him any longer than that, yeah, yeah, you've lost out there. Yeah, scored a thirty, then a couple of forties, then a twenty-seven, and hasn't played in five weeks. So yep. yeah, so that that was his shining moment. Um, was uh, was Hudson Young? That was his best shout. Now let's get on to his less good shout. He was very bullish on the hammer as well. He d- he gave us a shout. Said hammer was a certified fantasy gun. Oh. Boys, what do we think? This one, uh, yeah. So this one's a hard one because I actually rated the how the hammer actually played, but fantasy wise, just didn't didn't work. Um, for him, the first couple of rounds, the Cowboys were uh, pretty woeful, though. But since they've been, you know, hey. come good, he's put together a couple of good scores. So I wouldn't say it's his worst, but he did get injured for most of the season. So hard one to hard one to put a, a definite bad on, I'd say, for the hammer. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next one that we can put a definite bad on, but you know, could still turn around uh, is Jacob Host. 
He was again very <laughs> bullish on Jacob Host. Mooney, no, just... yeah, Mooney. You, I want, Mooney. I want to get your thoughts, mate, because you, you straight oh, away. I remember, man. I remember hearing you laugh out loud when he said it. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't, didn't love it at all. I, I wasn't really big on Jacob Host. Uh, to start with, I don't think I wasn't big on Kulmatangi either. Um, kind of thought they were going to share in the minutes as well, so it's going to be a bit of a shit show, regardless. Um, yeah, did, didn't love it. Just didn't like anything about it. <laughs> wouldn't say it's wouldn't say it's his worst though. Yeah. No, worst his worst is coming. His worst is coming. I'm very yeah, excited. I agree. Host certified <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, if if host is certified shit, then this guy's got to be certified some sort of venereal disease. Uh, <laughs> Lachlan Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. Oh God! Before, he first of all he made he made the prediction before before the team uh, with the predicted team list or oh, after round one or two, and Lachlan Lewis was nowhere near the scouting report. Since then, Lachlan Lewis has played in two games, both a month apart. He's played a total of thirty-one minutes this season. He's scored a total of sixteen points, or sorry, fifteen points all year. <laughs> And lost 138 k in those two games. <laughs> to be fair, he's he has got two head knocks, right? Like, I feel sorry. Oh, that's for his fault. He he uh, <laughs> I feel so bad for him because he he saved my draft season last year. I think it was so. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel bad for him, but yeah, Dunham, that's a, that's a terrible. Played, he hasn't played for seven weeks. <laughs> he played <laughs> two games and hasn't played for seven weeks. That's Boys, now Lachlan Lewis is probably a champion bloke, but Jesus, <laughs> what do we think, boys? Mooney, what do you reckon, mate? Oh, yeah, no, there was nothing good about this. Sorry, Sam. I know you're listening right now, but um, it's nothing good about it. Aren't you glad I brought this up at the end? We talked through your failures, and now we've got we've got, we've got Dunham's to fall back on. There was some, another bloke that he talked up. I don't know if you've got any more for him, Tom, that uh, you and I were on this poll with him, and we both laughed <laughs> when he talked up. Billy Kikau said he was a weapon. Oh, no. Yes, 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 yes. That, in some ways, is worse than Lachlan Lewis because because Billy Kikau was going to get picked every week. And and he could have easily persuaded some first-time fantasy owners into going Billy Kikau. No, you're right. You know, you're right. that was just dangerous from Sam. He's persuaded 12.2% of the people doing fantasy. Um, He's persuaded over 10,000 people. How is he that selective? Jesus. What's his average, Moon? Uh, let me tell 42. you. He's got 42, 42 with an, an 80. Four, yeah. No He's got way. an 80 in there somewhere. Oh, he's, got, yeah, he's got an 80 in round two with a couple of tries. He's got 73 in round four with uh, two more tries, and then he shit the bed from there. Yeah, yeah no 30s tries coming in. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, boys, let's let's pick ourselves up. Let's pump up our tires a bit. Let's talk about some wins. I want to talk about one in particular. He's a friend of the show. He's 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 my lord and savior. I accept him as probably the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's just got that much sex appeal. Uh, Connor Watson, boys. I think he was everyone's favorite cash cow. He was, certainly wasn't a pod. Everyone should have been all over him. Not like I am in my dreams, but all over him in a fantasy sense. Again, different to my fantasies. Uh, <laughs> Mooney. Connor Watson, talk us through it, mate. Yeah, big Connor Watson fan. Was big on him before the year. Was big on him ever since I've really started following the rugby league. I, I always thought he was so good and couldn't just couldn't understand why he was left on on the bench. So good to see him actually get some minutes this year and be a weapon that we know that he is. Um, yeah, averaging 50 for the year. He's made, um, if my calculations are correct, he's made a shit ton of cash. Um, yeah, yeah, carry the decimal point. Yeah, it's a shitload. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, which is great to see, and yeah, really has helped me in a few weeks where I haven't been able to, you know, field a mid because for some reason I started my team with not enough mid. So, um, yeah, love that from him. He's been great. Daniel, do you just echo the sentiment, mate? Anything you want to add? Yeah, just about. Um, I just wanted to put a little comment in here. What's the what's the early mail on the round sixteen trades? What are, what are you guys don't, thinking in the way? Don't of do Connor this. Watson? Don't do this, Daniel. Don't do this. This is not the episode. Sorry, we'll, we'll leave this for another week. Don't That's do okay. this. Next Don't week. do this. John's <laughs> question is happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him, yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm dropping everyone except him. <laughs> Righto. I'll, I'll pick he's, this up next week. How about that? Yeah, he's, he's gonna he's gonna win the game for me himself. Um. So he so he I I would say everyone's favorite cash cow, right? Oh yeah, one of yeah. Yeah, the the other one that was a big one, I think we all had Jaden Braley, his yeah. Newcastle teammate. What do we reckon, boys? Daniel, do you want to kick us off, mate? Yeah, huge cash cow. I I see him still as the gun in the gun category. I'm not going to be selling him just because he's had a couple of poor scores, especially without the the Knights having a full strength team. Uh, once everyone's back and firing post round seventeen, you know, round eighteen, nineteen. Once they have everyone back, Pong is back from injury. I, I see him getting back up to 50, 60s. I don't know why people are so bullish on him and trying to sell him at the moment. But yeah, absolute gun. Uh, huge cash cow so far. Yep, agreed. Um, Mooney, another cash cow that I think we all had. Let's let's just talk through some of our wins here. Let's just go down the list. Jakey Avarillo, you had him? You still yep. have him? Yep, Yeah. absolutely. Cert- certified gun now, right? Like not just like he's, as, as far as centers go, he'd be probably the pick of the centers this year. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about this last step. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's Easily. been a proper weapon, which is great to see. Um, given a lot of people traded him out after his f- uh, few disappointing scores in the early round. So that's great. Love that even more. Yep. Yeah. We we were, we we don't get a lot right, but we were spot on about him being a hold for a long-term hold. Yep. Uh, Nico Hines, Daniel, I knew you were high on him. You had Nico Hines. He made 339K in a very short amount of time. Yeah, I probably picked him up uh, around too late, I think. I got in just before his 90, so I was pretty happy with that. Obviously, didn't uh, get the, the score at 100, but um, still picked him up, still made a good amount of cash. And, I mean, he's lost a bit of cash now, I think, um, or he's peaked now, but um, Pappenhausen's still out of the squad, so he's probably a hold until um, Pappenhausen's back, I'd say, even if he is, does lose a bit of cash, still going to score points. Yep. Love it. Um, now let's talk about everyone's favorite alien. He's just ridiculous. He's otherworldly. Tommy Trebojevic. He's so good. It's 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 insane. Uh, Mooney, what do you think? Do you have a Tommy? Did you get him right away? What do you think? Um, <laughs> no, I didn't have him right away. I definitely have him now. I got him sort of. Oh, let's have a look at his scores here. So he came back in, scored a sixty-seven. And then I'm not sure if I jumped on him after that game or the game after that because I wanted to see how he went. But I got onto him, but definitely before his before his ton uh, in round nine. So, yeah, no, it was – don't I really know what I was on. I, I was a little sceptical, thought he was going to be um, held held back a little bit by his history of injuries, but no, he has just been a proper weapon. So that's good to see. Yeah. Now let's move on to – it's so weird to think of him as a cash cow, but uh, the second best player <laughs> in the game. He made 237K, boys. Daniel, Nathan Cleary, it's just a joke at this point, right? Yeah, the fact that he's made more money, started out at just under a mil and made over 200k, one of the best cash cows, I think, of the of NRL Fantasy this year, considering um, some of the players. But obviously he's a gun, but yeah, made a lot more cash than a lot of the cash cows that we were expecting to make cash did. So yeah, he, he was 14th in money made. 14th. Yeah, exactly. That's a joke. 
yeah, have to have him. Like you, you can't yeah. you can't have a chance this year. If you no, no, it's going really well for me not having him. Yeah, <laughs> pod squad killing it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, it's been it's been a really successful year for me. Not humbling at all. I love <laughs> not winning. Uh, Dane Laurie, boys, we all had him, right? Yep. 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 From uh, round big one. Old, yeah, big old tick from Dane Laurie. But uh, he's sort of started a trade out of your boys' team now, right? Yeah, got yeah. rid of him last week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, two guys that you were pretty high on, Moon, that you were spot on about, Joshy Schuster, Corey Harawir, and Ira. You were pretty high on both them pretty early, right? Yep. I thought Corey Harawir and Ira is probably going to come into this team a little bit quicker and get minutes straight off the bat. Um, you know, he didn't, and... Hurt me a little bit in a in our draft league, but um, it was great to see him come back in and perform and actually be a proper weapon now, um, keeper edge sort of status. So that's great to see. And Joshua Schuster, much the same. I've um, still held on to him, and I still think he'll be good um, when he comes back as well. Price of the high 500s will probably make a little more money um, considering his last few scores of 50. So now it's been great to see him um, thrive as well. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, what, someone that you were bullish on and you held – and I think you stuck with him past the point and you saw the dividends as well. He never really dropped off. Lockie Croker, you had him for quite a while, didn't you? Have you still got yeah. him? No, I, I got rid of him. I think Moon yeah. and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I got rid yeah. of him to get an extra player in during the buy rounds. Um, but but you, um, you held him a lot longer than a lot of people did, right? Yeah, a lot of people got off him uh, a bit earlier on, but uh, I kind of held him just because I had other issues in my squad. I think I mentioned this, yeah, back in those pods. But, yeah, I held on to him just because he was playing in a lot of uh, – players that I lost at the same amount of time as, you know, Ricky and Milford and um, Tessie New all dropping out in the same week. So I was trading those boys out, held on to Croker and yeah, worked out for me in the end, made an extra, I think 80 or 90 K after that. So I was pretty happy with that scored, you know, mid fifties. So I'm not going to complain about good consistent scores, but uh, lucky we did get off him. Cause I think he got a 20 last round or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and another one that, that we all got off at the right time, I think, but he, he serviced us beautifully was, uh, was Sammy Walker. Mooney, what do you reckon? Yep, was a great cash cow. Made cash fast, and then yeah, absolutely spot on there. He um, I jumped off from I mean, it. Joff, wow, had a had a stroke there. Jumped okay. off him. Um, yeah, pretty quickly once he started, um, you know, flopping a little bit. He had a couple of disappointing scores, and you know, just peaked in cash. So it's good to see. He filled a few holes uh, in my team, so that was great. Proved a good yeah. bench player. Teams, teams pretty much figured him out uh, pretty quickly. And by figured him out, I mean, they looked at him and said, yeah, he's pretty small. Let's run at him. So yeah. Let's run at him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other one we had, uh, I think most of us had him at one point or another, Jackie Bird. Did you boys both have him? Daniel, did you have him? Have you still got him? Uh, yeah, picked him up and still have him in my team. He is going to be my starting centre, uh, yeah, till the end of the season, I imagine. Um, Especially in that back row role. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if he holds that or if when Lope, Lomax comes back, they push him back there into the centers, kind of shore up those two positions, and then, you know, Tag yep. Sims comes back into the second row. Uh, if they put uh, Kerr back there, then, and they've got a pretty much sure thing in terms of a squad. You've got Maguire coming back, you've got JDB kind of hitting his stride. Uh, it'd be interesting to see kind of how that lineup goes towards the back end of the season. I'm not sure if I'll keep Bird the whole season, but for now, yeah, he's still, you know, mid 500, I think 550K at the moment. Yeah, 550K, and he's made. Nearly nearly 200K this season, so yeah, pretty good for him. Yeah. Now, Moon, I want to go to you for this one because you and I, and, and me still, I still don't get it and I still don't see it and I still don't trust him for some reason, <laughs> Isaiah Papali'i. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how can we be how can we be wrong so many weeks in a row? <laughs> Honestly, it's a bit ridiculous. I, I just, 
I did not see this coming, and this is ridiculous sort of form from him. He's averaging 63.5 for the year. He's made 186K. Look, um, I think if you started the year with him, you've had an auto-drafted team because how how could you have seen this coming based on how he played at the Warriors? So, so good to see from him. I um, really like watching him play. So, yeah, love that. Wish I got him in when he was much cheaper. Um, but, yeah, still also reluctant to bring him in as well. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. No, I agree. It's for some reason I just I don't know why I just can't I just can't do it. It's hurt me too many times in draft league. Yeah. So yeah, he's so useful as well. Like a, a DPP middle and edge, uh, you know, nearly playing eighty a week. Uh, obviously less so uh, since Matto's been back, but still scoring around the sixty to seventy mark. Has a couple of weeks now and then where he gets you know around the thirties and forties, and that's just because he's not getting as many tackle busts. But every other week he's yeah killing it. Hard not to have. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, boys, any other cheapies pods that, that did really, really well for you that you want to talk about? I would like to give our producer, Sammy D, a little shout-out just just on this one. Um, it was one of his his boy that um, he talked up early, uh, Remus Smith. Uh, um, he's, he's been big on him since the start. He's made 175K, started losing cash the last few weeks, so he's probably made you know, close to 200 was a handy jewel, um, Julie. I didn't jump on him. Um, probably should have, but I know our very own Josh Halliday also has him. So he was pretty handy oh. as well. So Speaking of Josh Halliday. Oh, yeah, here we go. D- Dylan Walker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Not only, not only did he say it loud and proud, <laughs> he said it repeatedly. Even after Dylan Walker got one and... and Manly were getting done by 40. He just kept saying, Dylan Walker, boys. I'm telling you, Dylan Walker. There was good. someone else. Someone else that was talking up, I reckon, started. Oh, yes. <laughs> Afiki Ogden. Remember how oh. he was talking him up? <laughs> yeah. Josh, listen to this and hang your head in shame. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Josh. Rough old one. But cash cows, um, who else did I have to start? Oh, little puppy as well. Ended up making a bit of cash uh, before he got injured as well. Actually started at 600, ended up being like eight, 800 or so. So ended up making a couple hundred K while scoring ridiculously well. Um, bloody good while he did it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dave for feeder as well. He made over 100K very quickly as well. Um, he was priced at low 700s as a cut price keeper. So um, I think you missed the boat there. If you didn't start on early, you have, would have had to... Um, Pay a bit more money for him. Otherwise, who else did I have? No one I mean, else, really. Right Reese yeah. Walsh. Uh, Bailey Simonson was an interesting one. I picked him up round one, dropped him before he moved to fullback, so I haven't really um, gotten the benefits of having him, unfortunately. Uh, Josh Curran was another really good one. I was going to say, you boys both yeah. had him, right? Yeah, yeah, he was huge. I dropped him recently just to get another extra scoring player in. Uh, picked up Ben Hunt, I think, for that buy round for Josh yeah, Curran. Nice. So. Pretty happy with that, um, but yeah, he's been a very handy cash cow as well. Yeah, with uh, with ten le- weeks left in the season, boys, uh, how do you, how do you see it all playing out? Let's give me some predictions. What what are you thinking? Is there anyone you're really keen to get get on or get off? What are we thinking, boys? Mooney, why don't you start, mate? Oh, um, people, I'm keen to get on. I will probably talk more about them in my trades this week because they're sort of around the the price you know around 600k mark that i would really love to really love to get around so tune in for that episode for my thoughts there but um i think the weapons for the rest of the year obviously it's going to be 
um, you know, Nathan Cleary. It's going to be a set and forget captain. It's going to be a very ballsy move. Um, I think it's going to make it harder towards the back because, again, with me last year, the, the reason I could jump up those last, you know, few hundred places because I went point of difference captain options that paid up, um, paid out for me really well. This year, you kind of can't. You kind of have to stick with Nathan Cleary. Otherwise, you risk falling well behind. So, I think that's going to make it a lot harder um, to jump, you know, from 370 to the top 10. Um, unfortunately, but look, no, we'll do it. It's fine. Um, so I think it's going to be hard to, yeah, not get around Nathan Cleary for the other forty nine percent who don't have him. Just idiots. What's fine? No worries. Um, don't worry. Don't listen to him. Other forty nine percent. Don't you? Uh, don't you listen to? Him. We have a support group. We meet on Wednesday nights. <laughs> the other bloke who I am very keen to see how he goes the next few weeks. Drop a bit of cash and then uh, go back to his old ways of scoring. Extractor balance. Um, Watching, uh, watching him very closely. He's getting back to his minutes. I think he's going to be very good for the run home and very point of difference. Um, just waiting for him to drop below the 500k mark and start keeping those that 60 minute roll at lock and doing um, doing what he does best on the football ground um, before you jump Stop in it. there. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> no, we'll move on quickly. Yeah, Say yeah, something. Yeah. Literally anything else. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, I'll jump uh, in there, Moon. So you were talking about how moving into the top ten is going to be quite hard without a you know a, a captain that you can choose uh, each week that isn't Nathan Cleary. There's a couple of things you can do. Obviously, a lot of people in the top five hundred to a thousand kind of have to look at pods going into the last uh, what is it ten rounds odd now. So. I think the main ones uh, that are going to be interesting for a lot of people are your halves and your hooker options that are different from everyone else. A lot of people have the same halves, you know, your, your Clearies, your Mitch Moses, those kind of players, and Jaden Braley's and Damien Cooks, those kind of players. So uh, I'm looking at round 17 for a couple of picks just to just to get me some good scores and then hopefully season-long holds, such as Sean Johnson in the halves has been scoring very well since he's kind of taken over the duties there at the Sharks. And also Jerry Marshall King, who we talked about, recently as well uh last two scores in the 60s playing 80 minutes for the dogs and the dogs are going to be doing a lot more tackling than they are attacking so he's going to get plenty of points there in tackles uh that's uh, pretty much a given for him as long as he stays fit so no injuries for him and he'll be a, a very good option uh good cash cow and should be scoring quite well hopefully mid 50s and 60s for him for the rest of the season another couple of players i'm aiming for after the round 17 buy, uh, probably from the Knights team with them coming back, Pierce is a huge one for me. I think because of his early season, the way he started, he was doing basically everything for the Knights, getting a lot of kick meters, a lot of uh, try assists, line break assists and stuff like that. So doing a lot of the playmaking and uh, showed in his fantasy points. So he's a decent pot option I'm looking at. And also Ponga when he comes back in, I'm hoping he hits his straps because he's going to be one of the ones that I, I get on nice and early just because he's not in a lot of teams. He's in 4% of teams currently that have been holding on to him, but he's still quite cheap. Uh, at 760k and he can score very good on his day so a uh, huge option there and i don't understand as i've said already why everyone's selling Brayley. i think he's a season-long hold and uh, you've just got to get through this period and he'll pay dividends towards the back end of the year there's not a single thing i disagree with mate well said and given you. that you're so far ahead of me i wouldn't dare <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that it's gonna be uh, gonna be an interesting back end of the season, I think, especially with the with the round seventeen buy to come, because there's not a lot of guns playing in that round seventeen buy. So it's gonna be really interesting to see. You know, there is opportunities for people to make up places and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, boys, anything you want to touch on? Any any words of wisdom you want to impart going into the back end of the season? I just want to give a quick little shout out to 
um, my boy Alex Twal. Um, I started the year with him and he he hasn't been a disappointment, but he hasn't been great for me. He's been a weapon as a player. He's been um, – that's a delicate way to put this. He's been screwed a little bit with minutes, so I blame the coach. Yeah, uh, Madge is a Madge. dog. No, you're not a friend of the show, Madge. Um, yeah. Yeah, so just an honourable mention to Alex Twal. You yep. could have been – yeah, you had so much more potential. I believed in you. His rig just, deserves better. Yeah, I agree. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, speak, speaking of rigs, we will be we will be putting out our rig-based selection team on our Instagram in the, in the coming days where uh, we're carefully cultivating. There's nothing we know better – am I saying that right? Nothing we know more about than a man's rig. Now we don't we don't necessarily sculpt our own rigs, but we can admire one, and we can we've we've got an eye for a good rig, don't we, gentlemen? Absolutely. So we'll have yeah. that coming in the in the next few days. Daniel, anything else you want to impart? Any honourable mentions? Anything you want to? Anything you want to say? Uh, no honourable mentions, fantasy wise, but just thanks for thanks for listening in. Thanks for our friends. First year we're doing this, so thanks for listening in. Uh, we've got plenty more new content coming, so yeah, it's keep exciting. on board and we'll yeah. keep providing. We're getting better. It would be a shitload hard for us to get worse, uh, but uh, we, are, we, are, we are getting better. We're we're uh, we're coming up with more things. We've got Sammy D coming up with some great some great graphics and all that sort of stuff, as you'll see on our Instagram every week. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep producing content. So yeah, like I said uh, at the start, if you can if you can like, if you can share, if you could just join in the conversation on our Instagram and all that sort of stuff on our on our socials and whatnot, that uh, we'd, we'd really really appreciate it. Uh, and if you could uh, yeah, just bombard uh, Fox League and get us to host uh, NRL three hundred and sixty. Uh, the people deserve to hear our our nuggets of wisdom. Iron off Ben can job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you could uh, start some sort of hashtag. I don't know how the kids do it these days, but uh, <laughs> start some sort of movement, start a petition, um, and, yeah, we'll replace Ben Iken. Too easy. Beauty, boys. Love your work. <laughs> going to be exciting back into the season. I'll see you guys after Origin, hey? Yeah, good luck, boys. Cheers, boys. Thanks, mate. Go the Blues. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our round 16 preview coming next week.